There are only a handful of days left. I'm Charles Morris, and if Haven Today was used by the Lord to encourage your life this year, would you pray, I mean pray, about what you can send to the ministry so we can keep sharing the great story in 2022? We have three days left for this year. We could really use your help to reach our goal by midnight, December 31st. I'll tell you how you can do that in just a moment. But now let's start one of our best of programs from 2021. I don't know about if you've thought about this, but 2022 sounds like the sequel of 2020, the year the pandemic shut down the world. Two years later, it seems like we're still in this. Where's there to look? What is there to look forward to? It isn't just the pandemic, but the new year can be hard. Resolutions are hit and miss. The newness of a fresh start might wear off. But the Olympic Winter Games are set to take place soon, even if they won't have international spectators yet again. Beijing will make history being the first city to host both the Winter and the Summer Games. The Games start in February. For those of us who struggle around that time, this could be helpful. Looking forward. It's something Christians are good at. We look back at Jesus' birth, his death, his resurrection. Then we look forward. His return giving us hope, no matter how dark our days are. Welcome to Haven Today, here on the final Tuesday of 2021. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing our Best of 2021 series called Getting the Gospel Right. What is faith? Is it a force that can be wielded like a Jedi Knight in Star Wars to do our will? Or is it simply believing in things that may or may not be there? I think many today believe faith is equal to just wishful thinking. I wonder if you would be surprised if I told you that faith alone in Jesus Christ's perfect work on the cross is all you need to be saved from your sins. The gospel has been diluted in our modern world, especially here in North America. In a moment, we're going to turn to God's Word to see what it has to say about faith and why it's so important that we understand what it truly is. And to help us better understand faith and how it's been distorted by many in so-called Christian circles, we've been talking with Brandon Kimber, who's made a helpful documentary called American Gospel, Christ Alone. I asked Brandon why he made this movie instead of just writing a book about the subject. I believe that American culture's influence on the gospel, or what I call the American gospel, is a problem. It's a distorted, corrupted gospel. It's what happens when you add promises of the American dream of health and wealth and prosperity to the gospel, and it distracts completely from the person and work of Christ. Why make a movie when you could have written a book? I think... Films have a unique um, way of captivating an audience, um, their attention, where they're going to sit there through a two-hour film and in, and take in all that information at once. Whereas a book, you might read a little bit, put it down, come back to it a week later or something. But um, a film can take everything from testimonies of people to preaching to 
visuals and animation, all these different forms of media and communication to help explain a clear message. That's filmmaker Brandon Kimber. And we're going to hear a little bit from his movie a little later in the program. And then after this program, for your year-end gift, I'd like to send you a copy of his DVD called American Gospel, Christ Alone. He exposes the false moralistic and prosperity gospels that have crept into Christian thinking over the last few decades. But this film clearly proclaims what the Bible teaches about salvation and the good news. And with the end of our calendar year approaching at midnight on December 31, I'd like to encourage you to make a gift as generous as you can to this listener-supported ministry. Remember, your gift is tax-deductible, but even more important, it has eternal value. So after the program, would you call us at 800 654 2836 865 haven or visit our website at haventoday.org. Watch a preview of the documentary, and then you can make your gift there. And that website, once again, is haventoday.org. And now let's open the program with Joshua Aaron and Emmanuel. Glory to God, peace on earth, goodwill to all men, here with the angels we sing. And as He reigns from above, may He reign in our hearts, our Sovereign Lord and King. Oh, oh Emmanuel, oh, oh Emmanuel, oh, oh Emmanuel, God with us.
God with us. You're listening to Haven Today and Getting the Gospel Right. I'm Charles Morris, and we opened with Emmanuel by Joshua Aaron. If only we didn't get the gospel so wrong. As Barna and Pew continue to report, more and more the gospel, as we know it here in North America, is looking less and less like the gospel as the Bible teaches. Over one-third of professing Christians today would say that Jesus Christ is the Father's highest creation, that he was a great teacher, but he wasn't God. Well, that's a heretical teaching, according to the ancient church, because it means Jesus was not only Emmanuel, God with us. More and more, Christians today would say that what we do determines our salvation, or that if we do the right things, God will bless us with material wealth, even prosperity. You might believe some of these things yourself. What do we do about this? Well, one option is to wring our hands and just complain. We're pretty good at that, I think. I am. The past months and years have shown us very clearly that complaining is too easy. Whether it's news anchors or social media pundits, maybe even on your own Facebook page, it's easy to complain. That comes so naturally. I could get on air every day and list things that are wrong with Western culture or the North American church or Christians in general. But just pointing out errors is not my calling, and it's not the way Jesus responded to error either. Instead, we need to go back. Like the book of Hebrews says, we're in deep need to return to the elementary truths of the word all over again. We need to get the gospel right. This isn't just about doctrine. When I hear that word used in this way, I just think about stuffy classrooms and pretentious theology students always looking to score an extra point, more concerned with being right than being right with the Lord. Getting the gospel right is not just about doctrine. Getting it right is about life and death. It's about where we place our faith. Whom do we trust in for our salvation? And what does our faith really do? There are a growing number of people where I live, but also around the world that that teach your faith brings you God's material blessings, like physical health, even monetary wealth. Some will quote Malachi 3.10 to you to say our faith and faithfulness is what brings us blessing. The Lord says there, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Others will look at Jesus' words to the woman who had spent all her money on physicians but still couldn't find healing. In Mark 5, he turned to her and said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Faith, we're told, is what we need if we want to receive God's good gifts. The gospel becomes all about your circumstances becoming the best you can be, living your best life now. And faith becomes little more than our credit card with the Father. And in some ways, this has led many to believe that the more they speak words of faith, the more God will give and bless them. But that is a gross misinterpretation of what the Bible teaches. Here's how the American Gospel, Christ Alone documentary, talks about it. You'll hear some prosperity teachers 
some true sound Bible teachers, and some folks who were at one time caught up in this false gospel. My encouragement is never say negative things about yourself. I was taught that there was power in the things that I said to bring things into existence. I am young, I am beautiful, I am attractive. Remember, what follows the I am is going to come looking for you. God's the great I am. Uh, We're the great I'm nots. But we think that we're the great I am. We think it's about us. When I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and say, yes, I am too. At the heart of the prosperity gospel, the Word of Faith movement, is this doctrine called the Little God's Doctrine. You don't have a God in you. You are one. You are God's little G. He is big G, and you are little G. You're little G God. Little God theology plays off the... Genesis 1, 2, and 3, if you look at creation and the fall, the description of man as being in the image of God, in right fellowship, in communion with God in the garden. Now that's interesting because if everything produces after its own kind, we now see God producing man. One of the foundational assumptions or doctrinal premises, if you will, of the Word of Faith movement is this idea of trichotomy, that human beings are fundamentally threefold in nature, that they have a soul and a body, but that essentially human beings are spirits. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in, you live in a physical body. And as spirits, they are in the same class or category of being as God. God's reason for creating Adam was his desire to reproduce himself. And like God as a spirit, we can call into existence what we say. We serve a God who calls things that do not exist as if they already existed. We just make positive confessions and then those positive confessions will then turn into physical reality. So that's how powerful your words are. Your words have created power. Just as God made the world by speaking words of faith according to these teachers, we can essentially bring into reality or bring into expression what we are hoping for, what we want, because we're the same kind of being as God. I was absolutely beyond broke and pulled out the ATM receipt when they told me that I didn't have enough money to make a withdrawal, and I rebuked that receipt in the name of Jesus, and I proclaimed my victory over Satan and his lies about me being broke. Speak to your checkbook. Say, you checkbook, you've never been so prosperous since I owned you. You're just jammed full of money. Looking back now, it's funny and you kind of have to laugh so you don't cry because of how pathetic it was. Now let's read it and let's make bold confession. As we receive today's offer, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses. Of course, this is very unbiblical because only God can speak things into existence. So the, the core idea, the, the central aim, is to rid your heart of any sin and of any doubt. And once you do that, you can have complete mastery over the universe. You are God. A stirring segment from the American Gospel, Christ Alone documentary that we have for your gift to the ministry. I hope it will help you better understand that when we get the gospel wrong, And when we begin to teach that faith is all about gifts and blessings, we can do serious damage to real people who are suffering. 
we begin to think that we are little gods, the center of our own universes. And we begin to tell others that faith is really about trusting in yourself and how much you believe and what you say will come to pass. I know a man who has struggled his entire life with a stutter. When he first became a Christian, he was encouraged by so many to pray that the Lord would take away his stutter. And so he did. Every night he would pray earnestly that God would heal him. He attended big tent-type meetings where the minister promised that faith would heal him, just like the woman in Mark 5. But healing never came. And what was the reason? His faith wasn't strong enough. If only he could muster up more faith, strengthen his trust, maybe the Lord would heal him. He fell into deep discouragement. He was probably deeply depressed. And what if he actually wasn't saved? Maybe his faith was not genuine. He began to question whether the Lord really loved him. It wasn't until he got the gospel right that he found true freedom from this harmful theology that he was able to find freedom. As he read his Bible and continued talking to others, he came across Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that changed his life. He realized that faith isn't really about us at all. Faith is not really what we are trusting in, but it's actually who we are trusting in. It's not about the strength of our faith, but the strength of the one in whom we trust. We place our faith in Christ alone. He is the one who finished the work on our behalf. He is the one who sets us free from sin, and it will bring us to glory in the new world. Christ is able to save to the uttermost. That's what faith is. And when we get the gospel right, that faith in Christ alone saves us, we're freed from the discouragement of hearing no. From the Father. This man who was once deeply troubled because the Lord wouldn't take away his stutter is now a pastor of a thriving church. The Lord hasn't taken away his stutter, but he's given him a confidence to preach the gospel boldly, and many have come to faith in Christ through him. Faith, it's a word we throw around a lot, and if we're not careful, we can hurt people. But when we get the gospel right, faith becomes a beautiful treasure. We will be able to say with Paul the Apostle, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself to me. That's the gospel. Christ loved us. He gave himself for us. And we receive his mercy and grace by faith. He gives us the strength to believe and the strength to honor him. Our salvation is entirely of the Lord from beginning to end. Our faith in Christ saves us, not because we have enough of it, but because by faith, Christ's strength forgives and sustains us. Getting the gospel right is a matter of life or death. By faith, we know the Lord who has conquered the grave. And by faith, he has given us everlasting life. In Jesus' name. My faith has found a resting place, not in device nor creed. I trust the ever-living one, his wounds for me shall plead. 
Enough for me that Jesus saves This ends my fear and doubt A sinful soul I come to Him He'll never cast me out I need no other argument I need no other plea It is enough that Jesus died And that He died for me Leaning on the Word, the written Word of God. Salvation by my Savior's name, salvation through His blood. I need no other argument, I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died. solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand I need no other argument I need no other plea it is an that Jesus died and that he died for me. Don Moen and my faith has found a resting place here on Haven Today and I'm Charles Morris in a program called Getting the Gospel Right. It's so important that we understand what the Bible really has to say about the gospel. Is it Christ plus my extra faith or my extra works that saves me? Is it Christ plus health and wealth that will make me truly happy in this life, in this world? Well, if you're asking yourself questions like that, or if you know someone who doesn't understand the gospel as defined by the Bible, then you need to watch and share the documentary that we just heard excerpts from called American Gospel, Christ Alone. This movie takes a hard look at North American moralistic Christianity and the Word of Faith movement. But more than that, it conveys the true, life-transforming gospel of salvation through grace, by faith, in Christ alone. Take a listen to some of these testimonies from people whose lives were changed after watching this documentary. I had no idea that my theology was so bad. It almost knocked the wind out of you. I had this like brick on my chest the whole time. People's eternal souls are at stake here. People are going to get saved watching this documentary. Oh, amen. It is impacting lives globally. Yeah, what, what was the documentary that you watched? It's the American Gospel. Bad theology hurts people. Things I had been taught in the Word of Faith started unraveling very quickly. Everything that we were going through and everything that we were witnessing inside the church was perfectly articulated within American Gospel. And we had to unlearn so much. When you don't rest in God's sovereignty, then where do you go? If a person will not bend his knee 
to the authority of God's word. There's no other card to play. The Holy Spirit had taken a, like a hold of my heart. So my whole foundation was just stripped away. It, it hit me at the core. It changed my entire life watching it. But it was also like so freeing. And the first thing I wanted to do was share it with everybody I know. It is probably one of the most important documentaries you'll ever watch. So we watched it that night, and by the end of the movie, I mean, she was freaking out during the movie. Mm. By the end of it, she was saved. Do you realize that you will always be accepted only on account of something that has been done outside of you? Just a few of the many who have had their lives changed by the American Gospel, Christ Alone DVD. I want to send you this DVD for your year-end gift, so please pray about how the Lord has blessed you and what you can send to us today. We have a large goal to reach by December 31st. We need everyone. People who can send $25, those who can send $25,000 to help us keep sharing the good news into this new year. If this program and the other programs we have are a regular blessing to you, just take a little time with Jesus and ask him how you can be a blessing to us. Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the preview that we've posted online. And make your gift at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A lot of things come to mind when you hear the word priest, the distinctive color, maybe a formidable presence, a sense of religious commitment. There's something, or perhaps I should say someone else, Jesus. Hebrews 4.14 says it clearly. We have a great high priest who ascended to heaven, a great high priest who can empathize with us in our weakness because he was tempted like us in every way, yet without sin. Jesus, our great high priest, brings our needs and our prayers with him before the Father. Our response draw near to the throne of grace and draw near often. Our time of need is always, and Christ our priest always lives to bring us close to the Father. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.